This podcast is sponsored in part by Benjamin Hart. That's me! And yours truly, Zach Arnold. And by participation from listeners like you. So let's tune in to another episode of IPC. 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 The Intergalactic Peace Coalition Podcast. All the galaxies. All for you. Why, hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Intergalactic Peace Coalition podcast, also known as the IPC. We're broadcasting live right here on channel 1138.com, but also coming to you through the power of iTunes and Google Play and StarWarsUnderworld.com. We have another excellent episode of the IPC coming at your ears in just a couple of moments. We're going to be talking about some news, a lot of different stuff coming out lately that we just had to get around to talking about, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Some uh, new Batman news. We're going to have a lot of discussion about the DC Universe. Um, A Batman switching sides, turning traitor, going over to Marvel. We'll get into that in a bit. Um, New Jurassic World stuff, and uh, yeah, the coronavirus um, is affecting the pop culture scene. Um, as it is affecting pretty much everything. So we'll, we'll try to break that down and see, uh, get you up to speed on what's going on there. But first, introductions are in order. If you are not familiar, my name is Ben, and this is the part where I usually introduce my good friend and co-host, Mr. Zach Arnold. Unfortunately, he is not with us tonight. Um, he, you know, duty calls. He's got responsibilities and stuff like that. He could not join us this week, but uh, the show must go on. And we thought, well, what the hey, we'll uh, call an old friend, someone you might be familiar with, to to come fill in for him and uh, give us the lowdown of what his thoughts on all this great news is. You have heard his name many, many, many times on this show. He is a loyal listener. He is a published author. He is someone who has been with IPC for a very long time, and we're delighted to have him with us and going to get his thoughts. You heard him last time on Endgame Pod. We loved hearing him there, and uh, now he's back with us tonight. It's Mr. Steven Schinder. How's it going, Steven? Uh, pretty good. Glad to be on the Interplanetary Cooperation Podcast. That's what the acronym stands for, right? Absolutely. You nailed it, right? First try. <laughs> right. But yeah, I'm happy to be here so we can talk some news and it should be a lot of fun. Oh yeah, this was great. And again, thank you so much. People don't even know, like, you agreed to do this on the last, last minute because we had... One co-host that couldn't make it, another co-host that wants to come back. I, I, I should give a shout-out to our good buddy, Jake Damon, who I think is going to be joining us within the next week or so. I think he's got all his ducks in a row and he's going to be able to join us, so that's going to be very exciting. But he couldn't make it this week. Zach couldn't make it. We had another co-host lined up. He couldn't make it, unfortunately. So we called up our good buddy, Shinder. And uh, he's here, and we are delighted that you could come. And from the bottom of our hearts, thank you for showing up. From the bottom of your heart with no E? There you go. See, I'm just walking <laughs> into the puns. 
I set them up, you knock them down. That's how we work. Great synergy here. Yeah, I mean, you know me. Um, you've seen my posts. I like puns, so if there's an opportunity, I just go for it. Oh my god, yeah. Follow Steven on Facebook and Twitter. My gosh, you, you got the best ones. You crack me up every single day with the ones. I'm like, oh my god. This guy. <laughs> this guy. Oh my goodness. Well, let's go ahead and get into it, because we've got a, quite a few things to get through. The first big thing that showed up this past week or so is the news about The Batman, the upcoming 2021 movie, I think, because it's filming right now. Yeah. There's been a lot of set photos leaked. Of course, Robert Pattinson is taking over the Caped Crusader role, and it's in the middle of production right now, and Matt Reeves, the director, has uh, revealed some new photos from the set of The Batman, some official... These aren't leaked. These are actual, like, real photos from it. And uh, he just hashtagged it, The Batman. And wouldn't you know it, we got our first look at the Batmobile with The Batman standing next to it. So, I don't know. Steven, what did you think initial impressions of the new Batmobile? Well, my first impression was probably... Okay, people are probably going to complain about this, like, right out the gate. And wouldn't you know it, they did. <laughs> um, so, mm -hmm. some of the complaints I'm seeing is that it looks like a hunk of junk. But when you think about it, like, that's kind of, like, the whole thing, right? Like, it, it makes for a good cover-up. Like, you can't imagine a billionaire driving this sort of thing. And... Uh, someone also, like, shared, like, some panels of, like, late 70s or early 80s Batman comics, and it looks pretty similar, so I have no problem with this. Yeah, I I definitely see where you're coming from there. I, I, I think it's pretty cool looking. I mean, obviously, I think it's kind of this rugged version of the Batmobile more than we've seen before. Like, if you think back to... You know, the, the, the Burton Batman is like this elegant, like swooping thing. And then you get to, you know, the the Christopher Nolan and it's this tank, basically. Yeah. And this feels more, this feels more practical in the sense of a Batmobile. It's someone, something, it's just a muscle car. It just looks really cool. And something that, you know, obviously a you could see him actually driving around in. And you can almost see it like parked on the street. And you wouldn't necessarily notice it, but at the same time, it is this, you know, kind of interesting design that's obviously been this souped-up muscle car. Um, I quite like it. I think it's I think it's interesting. I think it fits with the, the aesthetic that I'm assuming is going to be going along with this movie, which is kind of this more... He's not exactly at the top of his game. He's kind of coming up in the world... And, you know, he's he's kind of got this pieced together bat suit. You know, his the bat on his thing is, like, made up of, a, like, gun pieces. So, like, this is a very kind of rugged, pieced together Batman, if you will. Yeah, and you mentioned the gun pieces. And some speculation out there is that the gun pieces might be made of the gun that uh, was used to shoot his parents. Because, like... Last year, um, yeah. they came out with this comic called Detective Comics Issue 1000, and one of the stories in that pretty much showed that. So I think it'd be really cool if they incorporated that into this movie, like turning this thing he's so against into this thing that blocks against bullets. Yeah, it's. Uh, I heard someone say something very poetic. They said, the thing that broke his heart is now protecting his heart. 
Yeah, pretty much. I don't know. I'm really interested to see what Robert Pattinson does with this, and I'm especially interested to see what Matt Reeves does with this. I'm a big fan of his. Yeah, I mean, people have been skeptical of the whole Robert Pattinson thing uh, because of, like, the Twilight stuff, and I admit in my teens, in my cringeworthy teens, I was, like, part of the hate everyone who is in Twilight thing, but... um, He's been in other things, and he could very well be really great in this role. And to have a lot of faith in Matt Reeves as a director, especially after the last couple Planet of the Apes movies. And speaking of which, uh, Mm -hmm. we got word a couple weeks ago that uh, the next Planet of the Apes movie is going to be directed by Wes Ball. And he says that it'll continue Caesar's legacy or something to that effect. Yeah, it is an interesting question. Spoiler alert for War for the Planet of the Apes. Obviously, you get to the end of that movie, Caesar is dead, and you know you can't really continue on with that character, but I think there's a little bit of a lot of speculation of like could it be his son? Could it be, you know, that could they finally bring back like some of the apes that are in the original movie Planet of the Apes from the 60s? like, you know, and kind of start to tie in with that because obviously that's this whole point of kind of this orig- this new trilogy was leading up to the events of that movie. So it would be interesting because that's what I'm hoping for is I'm, I'm hoping for something along the lines of we're getting into this original era. We're going to maybe retell some of that, but retell it from the perspective of the apes. And maybe you find out that, you know, one of those apes is Caesar's son or whatever. I don't know. Like, I I think it's interesting. Obviously, they have Caesar's son there. He survived, I think. So, I mean, you you can definitely take off from that. And, uh, you know, maybe he's the new leader or whatever. I don't know. I think there's a lot of possibilities there. Yeah, like, instead of a 2,000-year time jump, they could just make it, like, I don't know, a decade later or something, and have uh, his son Cornelius end up being, like, the Cornelius who's, like, in the first movie from 68 and have Nova be there, too, and, like, bring back the astronauts that were teased in that newspaper and Rice, you know, just bring it full circle. Yeah, you could very easily do that. I, I like the idea of, you know, the astronauts are coming back and they've been away for a while and they've missed everything. Like, the world has completely changed. Now there's a brand new race on Earth and totally flipping the, the script literally on, like, how would apes deal with, you know, new humans coming in to possibly invade them. I don't know. I think there's a lot of interesting dilemmas there that I think they can really play with and play with the whole dynamics. Because obviously the original Planet of the Apes was telling some really hard sci-fi tropes and some social commentary, but what could they tell from the opposite perspective with the story that they've set up? That's what I'd be interested to see. Yeah, and they've been doing a great job remixing uh, certain elements from like the older films, so I hope they continue that trend. Absolutely. And what do we know when those are coming out or when they are slated to come out? Um, I don't think we know yet. I'm guessing it's at least in development. So I don't know. I would guess probably like maybe in 
two or three years or something, but that's just speculation or conjecture or whatever you want to call it. All right. Well, that's exciting, and I'm really looking forward to that. And and it's, it's under Disney now, I believe. I believe is what uh, what is now under control of the Planet of the Apes. So uh, we shall see how they treat it and how they go forward because. I don't know. I don't know what that means, right. but uh, those first three movies were great. I hope they can continue them somehow, some way. Yeah, definitely. And, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to the Batman and seeing where they could take that as well. Like, I don't know if it'll even be in the DC EU, but even if it's like a separate universe, I think it could be a really good story. Yeah, I I think this is definitely going to be outside of the DC EU which is kind of a bummer, but at the same time, I don't know, I think DC seems to have more hits that are just standalone movies as opposed to trying to, you know, shoehorn them into one big universe. I think this really could be great. I think you got a great cast, you got a great director behind it. I think this could be really something special. And, I don't know, maybe in the future, maybe they could find some way to weasel it into the DCEU, but at the same time, like just want a good movie we just want a good batman movie like what does it really matter right i think for the most part i've been enjoying their solo movies more than the team movies although birds of prey kind of broke that mold and i ended up loving that one yeah yeah i i agree on the whole i think they they have more hits i mean you've got joker you've got the the freaking you know original christopher nolan batman trilogy like it's a completely standalone story. It doesn't connect anything, but it's up there in the echelons as one of the best trilogies or one that, you know, people hold in high regard. So, you know, cinematic universes, they may be popular right now and they may be the big thing, but they're not the be all to end all. They you can do other things and, you know, be successful out of it. If not be more successful without them. So, yeah, maybe cinematic universes aren't everything, but then again, one that has been doing really well, in my opinion, has been the DC animated movies universe, and earlier this week we got a trailer for Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. Um, You didn't happen to see this trailer, did you, Ben? I don't believe I do. That's one aspect of the DC universe that I am completely blind on is the animated stuff it looks really good normally speaking yeah like the trailer didn't um really surprise me but given their uh batting average being so high and not just because they feature the batman himself um like i'm really excited for it it's a culmination of like several dc animated films are in the same universe because like not all of them are but like uh, pretty much, like, this series started off with Flashpoint Paradox, and then that led into Justice League War, which was, like, the first one that was all set in that universe. And you get, like, Throne of Atlantis with Aquaman, a few Batman movies, a couple of Teen Titans movies, and a Suicide Squad movie that is actually good. And... <laughs> And, like, I would say the only one that was underwhelming to me was the most recent one, which was um, Wonder Woman Bloodlines. Like, just coming off the heels of Death of Superman, Reign of Superman, and Batman Hush, it was kind of underwhelming. But 
not bad, I don't think. So I'm really excited for this. And I think it's going to be like an adaptation of uh, Dark Side War, which I think was the direction that the DCEU was originally supposed to be heading. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's cool. I, I, I would I'd love to get into the DC, you know, animated stuff because I've I've heard for a long time and you're one of the people that has told me that they really do nail it most of the time over there with the animated stuff. Yeah, and like this one it, from the trailer it looks like it's not just going to feature Justice League. You'll also have the Teen Titans and Justice League Dark, which includes like Constantine and Swamp Thing and characters like that. And maybe the Suicide Squad as well, according to something I read. So, yeah, biggest crossover since Crisis on Infinite Earths, I guess. Wow, that sounds crazy. And, I mean, I I mean, I mean, love animated stuff. You know me. You know us. Like, Clone Wars is my favorite Star Wars. Like, and animation is just something very special. People count it out more often than not because, you know, it's for kids, it's a cartoon. No, it's not. All these beheadings. Uh, What's they... with this kid's <laughs> show with its beheadings? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. People just like, yeah, you'll just see the look on people's faces when they're like, Clone Wars is a kid's show. And then they watch that one episode where, you know, Ahsoka beheads four Mandalorians yeah. at once. It's like, okay, no, 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 you're selling it short, you know. <laughs> And I'm sure the DC anime shows are the same. Oh, way. yeah. Like, I know they're like more, uh, there are some that are more skewed to kids, like Teen Titans Go and stuff like that. But there are some, uh, shows that like are more mature and grew with their audience. Like, for example, one of them, Young Justice, uh, is basically a Teen Titans show in terms of like the tone and dealing with younger heroes. And it's like more PG. 13 now that it's on dc universe i think okay that sounds really interesting and i mean they can do anything with animation literally anything so you know that's what makes it more interesting to me than live action is the fact that they can you know they can they could put you know there's no you know getting the right actors or whatever they can put all these characters on one scene and you know make it work so uh that sounds really awesome yeah and speaking of DC Universe. Um, I actually saw this new show they have on there. It's a game show called DC Universe All-Star Games. And um, basically it features a few celebrities uh, playing this role-playing game as like uh, characters at a high school called West Ward High. And it's in Gotham. And you know, West Ward, it's named after Adam West and Burt Ward, apparently. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, and the actors who are featured, um, you might be familiar with some of them. Oh. The game master, uh, who's, like, telling the rules and stuff, saying what's happening, is none other than Sam Witwer himself. I heard about this, Yes. Yeah, and, like, he's no stranger to DC. Uh, he was in Smallville and Supergirl. Um, but he also brought on a couple other, um, like, Star Wars Rebels voice actors. Like, Freddie Prince Jr. is a player, and I think he's he and Sam are the executive producers. 
and Vanessa Marshall is a player as well. That's awesome. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of talent involved, but also a lot of like, they're talented, but they're also huge nerds. Like Vanessa Marshall, you know, well known as a massive Star Wars fan. Uh, Freddie Prinze Jr., you know, is a big into a lot of things. And Sam Witwer, my gosh, the guy, you know, just listen to him talk. You know how much of a nerd he is. Yeah, like, I just love that video of him, like, where he's talking about... I know this is kind of lame, but whenever I watch Maul in the TV shows, I forget that it's me, and I'm just, like, really into watching it or whatever. I just think that's cool. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and another one of the players... um is uh someone named claire grant she was in this she's in this like nerd music group called team unicorn and they've actually done like a star wars themed parody of that song all about that bass um i don't know if you're familiar with it yes well okay claire grant goes way back she's married to seth green who people oh, really? should know from tons of things. So they've been together for a long time, and then I know her. She was the voice of Lotz Razi, the bounty hunter with the purple boa things, in uh, the Clone Wars episode Bounty. Oh, I did know train. Yeah, so she's she's in the Star Wars universe officially for a while, and of course she's she's married to Seth Green, and Seth Green's been in everything from Austin Powers to, you know, playing Howard the Duck in Guardians of the Galaxy to playing several different roles, roles in Clone Wars. I think that's how she got into it, actually, is because he was getting roles and she got one, too. Oh, okay. Um, has Xavier Woods been in anything Star Wars? I know he's a wrestler, but I'm just curious if, like, Ooh, he's the odd one out. That, I don't... I don't recognize the name, but I mean, maybe Xavier Woods, Star Wars. I'm just Googling this on the thing just to see what happens. Um, he's been on the Star Wars show. Oh, that's interesting. I think that's the first thing that comes up is the Star Wars show. So, I mean, technically speaking, he has been, been in Star <laughs> Wars <laughs> on the Star Wars show. Yeah, Lucasfilm. So technically, that's correct. But uh, as far as actually being in Star Wars, I don't know. Oh well, close enough. <laughs> I mean, it seems like they at least have fun. And apparently, like the game that they're playing is set in 1984, and it's called the Breakfast League. Like, I guess that's the campaign name. So it's inspired by like Breakfast Club and Ferris Bueller Day Off and stuff like that. And the high school students discover they have superpowers and. Um, since it's 1984, they might as well do like a crossover with Wonder Woman 1984 somehow, but I don't know if they'll put that off. You're right. That's funny. That would be perfect. Um, a, lot, a lot of 80s nostalgia <laughs> these days. <laughs> Got a yeah. Lot. They, and then you have them crossing over with Stranger Things and just, just, just do, do it go all. all in. <laughs> so, yeah, this game show is pretty much... Um, they're airing it between seasons of the Harley Quinn cartoon, which is hilarious. And uh, funny enough, mm. Harley Quinn actually has a couple of Seinfeld actors. Oh, really? Yeah, Jason Alexander voices her landlord, uh, this old guy named Cyborgman, and he's a cyborg. Um, cyborgman, yeah. oh, brother. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like the perfect character for Jason Alexander. Yeah, and it's like once you know it's Jason Alexander, you can't unhear George Costanza. 
<laughs> okay, I officially have to watch this show now because that sounds amazing. Yeah, and Wayne Knight voices the penguin. Oh my, that's perfect. Yeah. This is perfect casting. I can already see that. He can, Wayne Knight could do the penguin in real life. He could. Why has that not <laughs> been a thing before now? Oh my God. Matt Reeves, do it. <laughs> exactly. Come on, he's right there. Right there. Brilliant. Oh my gosh, I'm flabbergasted. That's amazing. Yeah, and you also got Bane um, looking like comic book Bane, but he sounds like the Dark Knight Rises Bane, and it sounds hilarious, very much poking fun at the voice. Oh my gosh, I can imagine. And Joker is voiced by Alan Tudyk, uh, who who has been in a lot of DC stuff, including... A lot, the, a lot of everything. Yeah, including the fourth wall-breaking villain, Mr. Nobody, on Doom Patrol, which is, like, my favorite live-action DC show. So they got a lot of talent on the show. Yeah, he was also in, I think, the first and only DC Comics sitcom. What was it? Uh, Powerless? Yes. He was, he was, I think it only lasted one season. Yeah, he played Van Wayne on that, who was honestly a terrible character, but... <laughs> <laughs> on, on this show, he's great as Clayface and Joker. That's amazing. I, yeah, Alan Tudyk is legendary. Just for his voice work, he's great. So uh, that's fantastic. I, you've got me intrigued about this Harley Quinn show. Like, I really... I mean, I'm kind of coming off the high of seeing Birds of Prey and, and really kind of being more enamored with that character specifically. So, uh, And the voice cast is just sounds stellar. Oh, dude, the show got me hyped for Birds of Prey. Like... I watched a lot of episodes and was like, I loved it, laughed a lot. And I was like, man, I'm kind of sad that the Birds of Prey movie might not be as funny. But it turns out it it feels pretty close, actually. Hmm. Is that, do they allow cursing in the cartoons? Oh, yeah. So it's TVMA. So there's lots of cursing and lots of violence. So I don't know if I'll oh be off Oh, my gosh. But now I'm even more intrigued. It's hilarious. <laughs> That sounds just like, you know, Rick and Morty yeah. with uh, DC characters. That sounds interesting. Cartoons like are for kids. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's okay. I'm going to check this out. I got to do that. I got to do that. All right. Well, do we have any more DC stuff to cover or shall we move on? Yeah, we could like shift gears from the DC universe and move over to the Marvelous universe. Right, because as I mentioned off the top, we have a traitor in the house. <laughs> we have Mr. Christian Bale, who was formerly Batman a few years ago. He apparently has been confirmed uh, to be in Thor Love and Thunder, um, which I believe is filming now. I'm not sure, but uh, it was confirmed by Tessa Thompson came out i think during a press tour or something and said yeah he's in it not only is he in it but he's playing the villain so we're gonna have thor versus batman in thor 4 yeah and this is the second batman who's turned into a marvel villain right when's george clooney gonna be a marvel villain <laughs> it's gotta happen george get on that val kilmer <laughs> Let's get all of them. I could legitimately see Val Kilmer pulling off an MCU villain role. Could totally see it. Yeah, he could do it. 
That would be amazing. But uh, I'm, I'm intrigued by Christian Bale. I've never I've never really seen him in a villainous role. I'm not saying that it hasn't happened. Obviously, there has been villainous roles for him, but I, I've I've never seen him. Oh, and, and American like, Psycho, he plays like a really over-the-top serial killer. That's what I was referring to is American Psycho. So I'm like, yeah, he's the bad guy in that <laughs> one. I, I've not seen that one. You guys know me in movies. I don't see all of them. But uh, maybe he'll be dipping into that edge of his thing. Because Christian Bale, freaking, he's all over the place. He's a method actor. He will, he will gain 50 pounds if he has to to play Dick Cheney. Like, he's crazy. Yeah, in American Psycho, his character's name was Patrick Bateman, which isn't too far off from Batman. And I think Jared Leto even plays one of his villains. Or victims, rather. Right, yeah, uh, yeah. Jared Leto is in that movie, so that's ooh, that's crazy. But uh, this is gonna be a stacked cast. Not only do they have Natalie Portman back, they're gonna have Christian Bale in the MCU. Um, and okay, MCU challenge: don't kill off one of your villains at the end of the movie. <laughs> don't do it, please, because you kill off all of them. You kill off all the good ones. So maybe one one day we'll have like a Dark Avengers, but they can't keep can't do that until. You know, they bring back leader from the Incredible Hulk. I've been waiting 12 years for that. (laughs) He's actually still alive, technically speaking. Bring it back. Also, Abomination's still out there. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. said that he was on ice somewhere. So bring him back. Do that. That would be amazing. So that's going to be exciting. Um, Thor Love and Thunder comes out next year, I believe. Um, Don't quote me on that. Okay, November 5th, 2021. So we've oh, got... Oh, that's the day before my birthday. Oh, nice, nice. So nice happy birthday present to <laughs> you in a year and a half. So uh, that's going to be quite a fun. Okay, so something else that we need to cover, completely off in another direction, um, but it's going to be interesting, something that I- I'm disappointed that Zach's not here because I know he's very excited. I know a lot of people are excited about this. We got the official confirmation on Jurassic World 3. It is now in production. Colin Trevorrow, the director, and I believe writer, is, you know, in the middle of producing it right now. Um, he posted on his Twitter a new photo, and we got the title, which is Jurassic World Dominion. And some people thought it was Domination, which I also thought was kind of a cool title, too. But uh, Dominion's cool, too. Dominion's cool. And uh, it looks to be interesting. I think, you know, I've said it before, I wasn't the biggest fan of Fallen Kingdom. I'm not sure what your thoughts on that was, Stephen, but uh, I I liked... Oh, I actually haven't seen it yet. You haven't seen it? Oh, wow. I don't want to say too much, because that's... The ending is good. The what it sets up and what this movie could be in Dominion is really interesting, and, and just the fact of you know, and and that's aside from the fact that we're getting you know the original cast back, like that's gonna be great. But what this means for the universe is gonna be really interesting. So uh, I would recommend seeing it, even though I'm not saying it's the best Jurassic Park movie ever, but it's 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 necessary to enjoy this new one. Yeah, I mean, I do intend to get to it at some point. Um, I'm not necessarily the biggest Jurassic fan. I I know that's like blasphemy or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, around here, you can't talk like that around here. (laughs) Like the weird weird thing is like my favorite Jurassic thing is the 
Jurassic Park Telltale game. Like, that's how weird of a fan I am. Yeah, I've heard a lot about that. So, yeah, um... Do we know when Dominion comes out? Dominion is out June 11th, 2021. So, uh, again, going to be a big year for movies next year. And of course, I, I put in Jurassic World 3, and the first thing that pops up is all the trailers. Because they've totally released a trailer, even though the movie's just like days into filming. <laughs> they have a trailer out. Also, they're made-up trailers. Oh, yeah, they're all like really bad like fake trailers like one of them had i'm looking at a preview of one of them it's like jeff goldblum in independence day resurgence <laughs> they've like spliced footage from that in there Ugh, god yeah i cringe whenever i see people online that i know sharing trailers that are clearly not real trailers but they think they are uh, I had somebody come up to me the other day and they're like oh yeah did you see the new avatar trailer they released the avatar 2 trailer i'm like no, they didn't. No, no, they didn't. They're like, no, it's true. I saw it on YouTube. I'm like, no, you didn't. It's fake. I know you didn't see it. I know they haven't released it. I, I'm paying enough attention. I would know if they released a new Avatar trailer. You're lying. But uh, unfortunately, they, they get. that's why they post them, and that's why they make them, because they can dupe a certain amount of people. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm the only person waiting for Avatar 2, probably. But, like, I, I would imagine that would be on, like, everyone's feed if it were real. So like that's the thing is it's like if you don't see everybody talking about it and you think oh I'm the only person that discovered this one trailer like put two and two together you realize you've got something that's not not real especially if you just happen to notice that oh yeah they're using a lot of footage from the first movie in this one they're not using a lot of footage from the new supposed movie so uh real quick i should mention uh, this actually just came out today as of recording this um switching gears over to the star wars universe we got some news from miss gina carana herself um she plays cara dune in the mandalorian and uh, she posted to her Instagram earlier tonight and uh, said that's a wrap on season two of The Mandalorian. He says, I absolutely love this work and the people in it. Hashtag storytelling. Hashtag The Mandalorian. And it's a picture of her sitting on presumably the, the boarding ramp of the Razor Crest, maybe? She's wearing the same costume she wore last season, so I'm thinking maybe this could be an older photo that she just kind of posted as part of this thing. I don't know. Um, and, and who knows if she means if she's wrapped herself, you know, if she's wrapped on her scenes or if the entire production is wrapped. But I think it's safe to say that, you know, production has been going for several months now. So I think seems likely that they'd be winding down at this point. And uh, they'd be going into post-production because we're getting it in uh, uh, October, I believe, this year. So uh, it's, it's, it's coming up pretty quickly, actually. Yeah, and Cara Dune is my favorite, um, I guess, side character should be considered. Um, she only got three episodes, so I would say side character. Yeah, and um, not just because I low-key have a crush on her, but also I think she's a really good character. So just put her in every episode next season, hopefully. Amen. Yes, um, I totally feel you there. And I I think it's funny how my opinion, like, I, I had only seen her in Deadpool. And she's, I don't know, she's not the, like, the, like a standout in that movie. She's not supposed to be. She's kind of just supposed to be this one-dimensional villain. 
and she's great in it and she does it well but like this season I think she really pulled out some acting chops there was was like you know first episode she was kind of like ah, I'm not sure about this she doesn't feel very comfortable and then by like third episode she was pulling in some really great performances so I I'm fully hoping I'm with you like put her in every single episode because she's fantastic and, and Cara Dune herself is fascinating character we find out she's from Alderaan and we found out her full name and she's you know terrified they're gonna put her in a mind flare or something like that there's so much going on with that character yeah I'm more excited for this Dune than the Dune movie that's coming out this year or whatever (laughs) I hear you there I hear you there so uh Mandalorian season two coming in October or sometime later this year and uh it may be wrapped as of now, so that's gonna be awesome. But uh, I think we have reached the midpoint in the episode. We got a few more things to cover before we close it out for the night, but I think this is a good place to take a little bit of a break, take a breather, and we'll be back with more of the IPC podcast. Stay tuned. This is IPC. This is Obi-Wan Kenobi, and I have drifted into the underworld. The Star Wars underworld. I have a bad feeling about this. Hey, y'all. This is Ben Hart here. I know y'all just heard me on the IPC talking all things geeky and fun. Now I'm here to tell y'all about my other podcast. It's called The Star Wars Underworld, about all things Star Wars. We talk Star Wars The Clone Wars, Star Wars The Force Awakens, Star Wars Last Jedi, Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, and so much more. I record it with my friends Chris and Dominic, who are here to tell y'all all about it. Hello, Chris. Hello, Ben. I'm so excited to talk about Star Wars this week. It's fun. It's funny. We're going to have a great time. Hey, guys, I am so nostalgic for mall packaging, and I love being on the Star Wars Underworld podcast talking all the latest Star Wars news. Well, now that y'all had a little taste of the show and you know what to expect, you should check out more episodes by going to StarWarsUnderworld.com or by searching for the show on the iTunes, the Apple Podcast, the Google Play, and all sorts of things. And may the Force be with y'all. It's a wrap, eh?
Alright, we are back with more of the IPC podcast. Before we get into the rest of the show, I just want to give a special shout out to the people that make this show possible. Yes, you, our loyal patrons who contribute monetarily to keep the show going. And uh, we appreciate them to the fullest. And they are Mr. Joey Mays. Mr. Jake Damon, who will be on next week. We've also got Rachel Perry, our good buddy Dan Grievous, Parker Ott, and Carrie Fleming. Thank you so much to each and every one of those awesome people for uh, supporting us and keeping the lights on. And if you want to get a special shout-out every single week here on the IPC Podcast, you want to support us, you want to get some special exclusives, and uh, just be, you know, our best friends by giving us your cold, hard cash and uh, keeping us afloat and, and making sure that we can actually keep the show running, you can do that at patron.podbean.com slash ipcpodcast or just go to ipcpodcast.podbean.com. There's a little link up there you can find as well as all our episodes. And uh, yeah, so definitely go check that out. We'd appreciate your support. Okay, so... This next little topic, I think, is something a bit more serious. Obviously, everyone's talking about it, and not, and not in the best way possible. And let me preface this by saying that myself and Stephen are not medical professionals. We're not we're not professionals in really anything. Oh, Stephen's an author. At least he is talented at something. Not me, for sure. <laughs> not so you know, we don't know what we're talking about here. But there is some news and stuff, and this is kind of a crossroads between some really heavy, bad, real-world stuff, and the, you know, the pop culture world that we kind of immerse ourselves in. And kind of kind of a little bit of speculation in regards to, like, what could this mean? What is this all going down? And, you know, just thinking personally, as I'll explain in a minute, this could impact me directly. Um, and, you know, I don't know how I'm going to deal with it. So, first off... The big news that came out uh, this week, or I think it was today or yesterday, was the news that No Time to Die, which is the next James Bond film, was originally scheduled to premiere April 10th, which is just next month. But now they have pushed it back to November 25th, which is a long time away, and they're doing so because of the coronavirus. And, of course, this is the whole thing with coronavirus. It started in China. It's moved across the globe. Now it's here in the North America. And it's scaring the hell out of people, rightfully so. I think there's some, you know, overreactions here and there. But I think, you know, when you have a virus that, you know, has a, what, 2%, you know, death toll rate, you know, that's not a huge amount, but it's also big to anyone that's affected by it. And, you know, you sh- we should be as cautious as possible. And if you're caught in that 2%, it's, it's a big deal. So you have, you know, the concerns about crowds and being out in public. They've shut down both Disneyland's over in Asia. And now we're looking at it, you know, some several cases happening here in the United States and people have kind of gone, okay, you know, when you're having a massive movie like No Time to Die and you're going to have people, you know, in theaters, you know, you might want to rethink this. And I guess that was the reasoning. They just said, hey, we'll just push this back a bit and do that. And then we also had the news that I think came out just a few hours ago 
that uh, South by Southwest, which is a music and film festival in Austin, Texas, has been canceled outright due to concerns about the coronavirus. Um, So you have a major, major event, yearly event, that just got canned right out of the gate because they're afraid of, you know, congregating crowds or, or spreading this virus. And you can't necessarily like blame them. And I have a few theories about like why they did this. You know, there's some obvious, some not so obvious. But I kinda wanna get your thoughts on this, Steven. Like, you know, what what's your reaction to this and what do you think this will be the end of it? Or do you think this could affect more things? Uh, so I know I joked at some point that they pushed the James Bond movie 007 months back, but, um, Which is a good joke. I, I know this is a heavy topic, but that's a good joke. You can't lie. Yeah, I mean, I mean, people, um, like, make jokes about these things, and, you know, sometimes you do need humor to lighten up the mood. Uh, that doesn't negate the seriousness no. of the situation, uh, at least depending on the joke, I guess, but... Laughter is the best medicine, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but yeah, um, so I'm not really sure what's going to happen with like this whole coronavirus thing. Like, ideally, like the spreading of it would stop because, uh, like, we don't want more people to be affected by it. Mm-hmm. And um, also, on like the geek side of things, you kind of wonder if it would affect other conventions, like celebration or something like that and like i really hope not because like i have plans to go there well yeah i've i've got my tickets like you know that's it's kind of scary thinking about it you know i it's it's scary to think about you know not going or getting canceled and you know not getting to go but it's also scary you know thinking about the whole deal with the virus and potentially you know there is such a thing as con crud you know i've i've left conventions and gotten sick because you're hanging out with a lot of people in in a closed space and stuff gets passed around and you know normally speaking that's not a big deal it's just a cold or whatever but it would something like the coronavirus who could potentially kill you it's it's a big deal and i understand the pressure that is on these people especially people hosting events that they have to be responsible for the people that they're allowing in and the people that, you know, they're basically holding to it. Cause like if they, they, I've gotten money invested. I can't, you know, get out of it. I'm, I'm kind of set to go. I got my hotels lined up. I got my tickets, you know, I've made investment to go to this convention. I'm not pulling out for really any reason unless, you know, I get the coronavirus before then. Um, but, uh, you know, God forbid I do, but, uh, it, it's I I think it's interesting and I, I don't know I think this could potentially set a precedent for people saying, you know, because that's big thing and I think I saw another article I think it was from CNN talking about how much money that uh, No Time to Die being pushed back is going to cost the the production company and maybe this will set a precedent in regards to people being willing to do this and say hey look we you know South by Southwest they just up and canceled it. We can do that, too, if it means saving lives. And, you know, no one can argue with the fact that, you know, potentially this could save lives. If you're getting rid of a big event like this where people could congregate and could potentially get the virus and spread it, that could save a lot of people some heartache and some sickness and possible death. So I don't blame them, but it is 
it sucks because I saw people on Twitter talking about how they, they barely got into their film into South by Southwest and it got canceled. Like, that really sucks. Yeah, it sounds like a bummer. Maybe. I mean, Celebration is in August, and, I mean, we're going to have seeing a lot of conventions all over the place in North America and all over the world. So, like, which ones could they just, you know, you have smaller ones that could definitely be part of this, but you also have some major ones, like San Diego Comic-Con, like New York Comic-Con. They're going to be happening later this year, uh, San Diego Comic-Con coming up in just a few months. Yeah, we also got WonderCon coming up next month. I wonder, like, could that be affected? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think it just depends on... It could affect things in regards to... And I hate to sound like... I hate to make it sound like the, the con, these con people are, like, evil. But at the same time, they have to also consider their bottom dollar in regards to if they host a convention, but people are too scared to come out to it, then that's a loss for them. And, you know, there could be not only is it a public health hazard, possibly, it's it's a potential disaster on their hands when they host a convention and no one shows up. Like, I think, for the most part, something like San Diego Comic-Con, if they held it, it'd probably go on as normal. People would just go, okay, whatever, I'll just wear a mask or something like that and, and have, you know, cross my fingers and hope nothing happens and just go. Um, but who knows? just have to wait and see i guess like i know that we um i guess kind of selfishly want our entertainment but there are also like other factors to take into account so hopefully like ideally things would get better from here on out but we just won't know until we see yeah and i mean no time to die in in relation to that like they're kind of betting on things being better by november which hopefully they will be um, but I don't know, like, as I said, I'm no professional. I don't know how this stuff works. I don't know if the virus should have run its course and be gone by then or mostly gone. Um, I don't know, like, you know, how this works or will it kind of be still in effect at that point? You know, at, at what point will people's nerves be quelled to the point where they're willing to go out to movies and stuff like that? Um, and that, that also may be with, especially with movies is that, People are not going to want to go out to theaters when stuff like this is going on, so they feel like, well, they'll they'll get a better bang for their buck if they just wait. Right. And I'm just I kind I'm kind of glad there's no Star Wars movie this year. <laughs> Don't have to deal with that. God, bring it all in perspective. Yeah. Just stream the shows from home. Yeah, I, I think that's what uh, I think Marvel and uh, Star Wars is probably happy about the fact that you know most of their stuff is uh, on Disney Plus. You don't have to go out. You got streaming services now. You don't have to go out and see people. Yeah, and you got DC Universe too. Like, bring it all back. <laughs> introverts don't get viruses. That's why we're introverts. <laughs> yeah, I, I consider myself ambivert. Like, I'm introverted sometimes and extroverted other times. I think that's me too. I think it just depends on your mood. It's just like, okay, I, yeah. I, I want to stay in today. I don't want to see people. Nothing, and then other times it's like, hey, yeah, let's come out of my shell. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I really don't. It's gonna be interesting to see like how they deal with this and and what other films could possibly be pushed back. Because No Time to Die is hardly the only movie that's coming out this year. Possibly one of the biggest, but not the only one. So uh, I don't know. Right, like we got Black Widow, Wonder it's Woman, eighty four. Yeah, it's, it it sucks because you know ultimately 
It's going to scare a lot of people, and it should scare people enough to, I don't know, wash their hands more, because you can, you should wash your hands anyway, but uh, especially when there's a virus going around. Um, but, uh, you know, it should scare people enough to be careful and not do something stupid, but at the same time, you know, a lot of these fears are unfounded. I, for example, you know, with the whole mask thing, and I, be, I keep hearing people talk about how, like, stop buying masks. You're using them wrong, and you're taking them away from people that actually need them because uh, you can't block it away like that. You can't block it by wearing a mask. Yeah, and folks, if you're washing your hands, start an IPC episode when you start, and when the episode ends, you can stop washing your hands. You'll be safe that way. Your hands will be very clean. Very, very clean. That's <laughs> If they're even still there after all the rubbing. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're right. That would be dangerous. Don't rub them quite so hard, guys, please. We're not professionals. <laughs> <laughs> told you not to take any of our advice. Come on now. We told you we didn't know what we were talking about. <sighs> well. But you know who might be a professional is... Peter Capaldi, who played the World Health Organization doctor in the World War Z movie and was also in Doctor Who. That is a fantastic segue. Oh my gosh, we need you here all the time just to bring us segues, Stephen. That was brilliant. (laughs) Thanks. So what he's setting up there is... The Quote of the Night, which is coming up in something I, I told Steve. I'm like, hey, you know, this is a new segment. We don't really have a theme tonight. So uh, Quote of the Night can literally be anything we want. And I'm like, hey, do you have something in mind? And he's like, sure, I got something in mind. Um, so I have not seen the thing that you're talking about, but this is a quote from Doctor Who. Do you want to set this up and tell people what they're about to hear? Uh, yeah, so this isn't, like, from any recent episode. Um, it's from the Christmas special from a few years ago okay. called The Return of Dr. Mysterio. Oh. Um, the special was kind of whatever. It was kind of filler, in my opinion. But uh, there's this good speech at the end. Um, so I guess with that, we'll hear some words from that speech. Yeah. Without further ado, here is tonight's Quote of the night. So no more ghosts then? Nah, laid to rest. Sure? Yeah, of course, I'm sure. I mean, life's not a comic book, right, Doctor? Possibly I'm not the right person to ask. What if something happens? What if the whole world is in danger? Well, you know, maybe I'll keep the outfit then. You know, just in case. Mm. The world will be fine. I've been away for a while, but I'm back. I'll take care of anything that comes up. You are away? Yeah. 24 years. What a night. Where'd you go? Wrong question. What was her name? I'm sure that I must be busy. Better go. You okay? Yes, 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 I'm okay. Things end. That's all. Everything ends. As always sad. But everything begins again, too. And that's always happy. Be happy. 
I'll look after everything else. Can I just say, Peter Cavalli's freaking amazing. Oh yeah, he's definitely my favorite new era Doctor. Although I haven't seen the Jodie Whittaker seasons yet. Me neither. But the stuff I've been hearing about the finale makes me want to catch up real quick. Yeah, yeah. I, I, from what I've seen of her, I really like. But Peter Cavalli, man, he's... He's, it's a shame he didn't like stick around longer because I think he really was well. I mean, I love the whole, you know, the the backstory of him, you know, being such a big Doctor Who fan and then getting to be on the show for briefly back in that what Pompeii episode and then finally yeah. coming on to actually be the Doctor felt like a perfect fit. Yeah, and I've seen all those classic episodes like. Like, all of them that are available and the reconstructions, like, I've seen pretty much the first 36 seasons. So <laughs> I can kind of see where he might have pulled, like, certain characteristics. And I'm just really thankful that he got to play the Doctor because he might be, like, my second favorite, possibly first. I'm not really sure, but he was great. Ar- arguably, probably one of the best, like, actors to play that role and no no absolutely no disrespect to people like you know david Tennant and you know all those guys like i think they're they're amazing in their own way but like the emotion and the the drama that peter capaldi brings i think is really stellar it was made for that role (laughs) absolutely absolutely so yeah great quote thank you so much steven for bringing that one to us and I believe that leaves us to but one more segment of the night and that is I should say get out your hashtags post them in the chat on social media wherever you want to post them because it is time one more time for hashtag BBQ watch Barbecue. 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 Alrighty, so I'll be honest, I don't have anything tonight, I usually come prepared, or that's a lie, I don't usually come prepared, but I sometimes come prepared, <laughs> but uh, I believe you have something in mind, Stephen, you might want to share, and you might want to drop on us, so uh, yeah, save me from this, help me out. Yeah, so uh, this week I went to Burger King, and I don't know if you've ever tried this, but they have this thing called the impossible whopper which now that i think about it kind of ties into this whole doctor who thing we're in because like there are terms like the impossible girl and the impossible astronaut in that show and the word who is in whopper (laughs) i totally did not find (laughs) (laughs) that is perfect yeah (laughs) but um so this is like a plant-based uh thing like instead of using meat it's like this plant-based Thing that they use as a patty and dare i say it, i think it actually tastes better than the normal whopper really 
Yeah, like I did the like two for six deal. Um, I'm not advertising for a Burger King. This is just what happened. Um, They're not paying us for this. Wink, wink. DC sent us free stuff. <laughs> so yeah, I got like a regular Whopper and the Impossible Whopper. Ate them back to back. And I liked the Impossible one more. I think because it had more of that smoky flavor somehow. Really? So I feel like having something like that for like something you want barbecue could totally work and you might even fool some people yeah i would really like to try like a because that's my favorite type of burger is a barbecue burger with you know bacon you know onions cheese barbecue sauce like that's that's my ideal burger i would love to try it with an impossible burger um, because as I said a couple weeks ago, that I actually got a chance to try some uh, of the I can't remember what it was called. I think it might have been Impossible, um, um, or it was uh, uh, I'm blanking. I know there's like the Beyond. Beyond, thank you, Beyond. That was what I tried, and uh, it was pretty good. Like other than the texture, like it didn't taste any different from you know a regular burger. So I would love to try it as a burger because I kind of just kind of a little piece of it I like to try it as a burger just to see how it goes and then see try it as I would normally try it because I'm the person that when I see the in, the commercials on TV and they're like we swapped your your whopper for an impossible whopper and the people are like oh my gosh I didn't ch- I didn't notice and I'm like rolling my eyes <laughs> going like oh you're a bunch of BSers you're so full of it but uh, according to what you're saying, it might actually be true. And I, I, I am totally on board with testing it out. Yeah, I mean, looking at the sandwiches side by side, you might be able to tell which is which, but it's not as noticeable as a difference as like the difference between like a Beyond Burger and a Carl's Jr. Burger. Because hmm. like they have Beyond Burgers over there okay. at Carl's Jr. I mean, different burgers taste different anyway. So, like, if you, I, I think if you got a good enough one, which what I had was pretty good, like, you could fool some people probably into, you know, not even realizing that what they're eating is not actually beef. Yeah, and I mean, April Fool's Day is coming up. Yep, see, that's what Burger King's going to do. They're going to switch everyone's regular Whopper for uh, <laughs> for Impossible Whopper. I gotcha! <laughs> I mean, it'd be less controversial than the other way around. Oh my! Oh no! Oh, <laughs> that that's bad. <laughs> that's an evil. Yeah. That's... Oh my gosh! <laughs> that okay? Yeah, you would have. That would be a firestorm. Um, Burger King, please don't do that. Don't don't take Stevens' advice because I, I don't I don't want to. Burger King. Do I don't right want to. <laughs> I don't want to have a bunch of angry vegans burn, burning down all of your Burger Kings, because that would happen. <laughs> we love you, <laughs> vegans. We love you. Um, that's hilarious and that's awesome. And yeah, I, I'm looking forward to. I'm have to stop by some Burger. I don't go to Burger King a whole lot, but I'm looking forward to trying a Beyond Whopper. Lots of people don't. It was pretty empty. <laughs> oh <went>. yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, is there anything else you want to cover before we close it out for the night, Steven? Um, I mean, I've been enjoying Star Trek Picard, so there's that. Well, okay, related to that, I just started watching Star Trek Discovery 
So I'm I'm getting. Oh, what do you think so far? Really liking it. It's taking me a few episodes because I started. I watched the first the premiere, the first two episodes, way back when it aired, when it first came out, and I was like, uh. That was pretty good, but I'm not sure. I don't know what maybe not go back to it, but I just didn't until literally this week. And I watched the, like, three or four of the preceding episodes. And the more well, the more I watch it, the more I really like it. In fact, I'm probably going to be getting uh, CBS All Access, at least temporarily, so I can watch them. Uh, so I can watch them legally. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I pretty much only get CBS All Access whenever there's new Star Trek. And yeah, I actually think the first two seasons of Discovery are the best first two seasons of any Star Trek series so far. I've heard that like Next Generation takes a while to get going. I've never actually seen it, but I've heard that. Yeah, like lots of people say season three is when it gets good. But um, I recall when I first watched it in season two, I was really loving the Data episodes. Mm. But even with that in mind, I'd still say Discovery has the best first two seasons. That's good. I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. I'm, I'm liking the premise. I'm liking how different it feels in regards to what's going on and what's happening. And uh, I think I think we talked about it on the air, or maybe we didn't. Um, Zach filled me in on a few of the different spoilers. He, I think, I, I think I asked him for spoilers. He didn't, he didn't do it accidentally, but he told me a couple things right. that are coming up. I'm like, oh, I want to see that. I want to see that. So I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I was kind yeah. of powered through the first couple episodes. I'm like, I'm not really, I'm not really jiving with this, but at the same time, I really like that idea and what could be coming. So I kind of kept with it. And then I've really warmed the characters and stuff like that. So, uh, I want to do that. And eventually I'll get onto Picard too, because, uh. I think I probably need to watch Next Generation first. Oh, yeah, because in Picard, there are a few characters from Next Generation and even one from Voyager who come back. So it would be more meaningful if you had watched all of that first. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely I'm getting into I know Zach's going to be happy because uh, I've been out of the Star Trek loop for a little while and he's been in it. I think we've kind of drifted drifted apart because Keith kind of drifted away from Star Wars. I drifted away from Star Trek. Now we kind of we kind of meet in the middle. Um, and maybe I'm just gonna throw it out there if I get finished and things work out, maybe we'll do a Star Trek Discovery episode at some point in the near future. Because you know, I always love to you know not only watch things but talk about them every once in a while. So uh, that should be a heck of a lot of fun if we get around to it. But but the true discovery is discovering that the show is actually good. <laughs> and see, I went to YouTube and I see all of these clickbait, stupid, you know, you, you know, the usual suspects with the yeah, it's ruining it's... Star Trek. I'm like, OK, this show must be good because it's pissing <laughs> off all the wrong people. Yeah, it's a Star Wars thing all over again. It's spilled into that other Star franchise. Now that there's no new Star Wars movies coming up, they have and 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 the fact that they all like the Mandalorian, they have nothing to complain about, so they they migrated to Star Trek. <laughs> My God. Yeah. All right. Well, I think I think it's about time we wrapped this show up, or at least begin to, because uh, we do have a few things we want to tell you guys before we wrap up. Of course, you can find the IPC podcast at 
IPC Podcast on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Be sure to follow us there. You get updates on when new episodes come available on the uh, on our feeds and also when the, we're live on Channel 1138. So definitely check that out. Um, just a little housekeeping note, I should say, that we did get a bit behind. We took last week off, but we did get uh, caught up on episodes. We had our Superman 3 discussion and Birds of Prey kind of released back-to-back because I was up overloaded and I was busy I couldn't get to time to actually edit those but they both turned out really well I think so I think if you haven't already go back and check them out um you can follow really us. trying to put off Superman 4 huh <laughs> and see that would have been tonight and I was like because we were searching for a co-host and I'm like I know Zach probably doesn't want to do it he would like totally give up the chance to <laughs> watch and discuss that movie and no problem if he wasn't going to be here but I'm like I don't want to put it off on a guest host because not only is it short noticed it's that movie it's Superman freaking 4 don't do that yeah I wouldn't have many good things to say about it (laughs) so be glad you dodged a bullet Stephen that you did not have to watch Superman 4 so that's all well and good Um, you can follow uh, us personally at Ben Hart with no E for me on the Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. You can follow Zach at Zach underscore DFW. I believe he also on Twitter as Zach the Voice. He's got a lot of stuff going on in regards to he has a whole nother podcast, the Renegades Roundup at Renegades underscore pod on Twitter. Go over there because, you know, XFL is coming up as a big thing. And if you're a fan of that, then that's got to be like one of the first podcasts ever. And it could be like a really big thing in the future if that team takes off and that league takes off. So, uh, which it already seems to be. So definitely check that out. Um, you can follow Jake W. Damon as he is. And hopefully he'll be here next week, as I said, at Jake Damon on Twitter and Instagram. You can find episodes of the IPC podcast every single week over at StarWarsUnderworld.com, which are our sponsors and our partners. And also, I'm on that show, the Star Wars Underworld podcast, every single week. Um, so if you want some Star Wars talk and some news, definitely go check that out. This week we talked about The Rise of Skywalker and the first scene and the, the good and the bad of that movie. And there's a lot of both. And I'm still working out my feelings on that movie, so if you want to hear me... You don't say. <laughs> if you want to hear me uh, have a therapy session about The Rise of Skywalker, yeah, go go check out the latest episode. That was a lot of fun. I also did a very dramatic reading of the opening crawl to the movie, so that was fun. Yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of fun with that. Definitely check that out. Um, of course, we're on iTunes and Google Play, as I said off the top, for IPC. Our host site is ipcpodcast.podbean.com. That's where every single episode can be found. You can find our patron stuff there uh, to have access to all of our episodes and a whole lot more. We also have a YouTube channel. We got a thing going up over there called IPCNN, IPC News Now, and we're uh, testing out some stuff in regards to discussing some news and some other stuff that we don't get to on the main show. Um, the first thing that we have posted right now is uh, our Oscars recap from a few weeks back. So if you want to break down of all the Oscars stuff, definitely go check that out. We're on YouTube. Um, you can find links to that on our social medias. And you can also get f- some swag at tpublic.com slash user slash IPC podcast. You can get t-shirts 
as in the name T Public, as well as everything else you can possibly imagine. It's all good stuff and helps support the show, which is awesome. Um, Steven Schinder, thank you so much for coming on and providing your voice and providing your insights. And uh, please, for those who are maybe not familiar, tell them what you do and provide some links and stuff like that so they can check out what you do on social media. In other words, plug your stuff. Will do. So I'm a self-published novelist. Um, I've written a fantasy horror comedy novel called Lemons Loom Like Rain. Uh, That came out last year. I'm currently writing the next book. Uh, You can follow me at Steven Schinder on Instagram and Twitter. And my author page on Facebook is Steven Schinder Storytelling, where I'm thinking of possibly doing like a sort of Q&A thing, like on a post a pic and people can like send in questions and maybe I'll answer them on Facebook Live on like Friday the 13th since mm. that'll be like around the one year anniversary of the book. Uh, whether they be about writing or the book or about stuff I like, I don't know. And if nobody sends questions, I'll just talk about random things. <laughs> um, you can also go to stevenshinder.com. There's book info there as well. And as more stuff develops about future books, you'll find news on there and can subscribe to the newsletter, um, like, toward the bottom of the homepage. Nice. That is very, very cool. And yeah, go check out Steven's stuff. And as I said, go follow him on social media because he's, he's, you're, you're a riot. I'm going to brag on you just for a second. You're amazing. <laughs> you crack me up every single day <laughs> with your posts. Um, and uh, so it's always a ton of fun following you. And uh, I think we did this, Steven. I think we, we managed this and we conquered this episode. And I'm very proud of us. Um, do you have anything to add before we call it a night? Uh, I mean, it's pretty much it. We pretty much achieved peace or whatever the goal was. <laughs> peace has been achieved. We have won the war. It is peaceful. We have won the war against, it, uh, against, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm saying. It's getting late, guys. As usual, it's getting late. I don't know what's coming out of my mouth sometimes, and especially don't know right now. So I think this is a good time to just call it. Episode number 275 is now officially in the books for Zach and Jake and Steven and myself and everyone here at IPC Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you'll join us next week. But until then, we just want to leave you with this closing thought survival is one step on the path to living we hope you can step all the way back to ipc podcast sometime soon but until then good night everyone All right, there we go.
I think I got all my ducks in a row. I probably don't, but we're, we'll just we'll just roll with it. We'll just roll with it. Okay. All right. We will go. If you're ready. I'm ready like peanut butter and jelly. Boom! Dropping them already. <laughs> yes.